You're listening to the P is for Profit podcast with Adam Lean, where it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep and how much freedom you enjoy. Welcome to P is for Profit, a podcast that breaks down business concepts into simple and clear language. This season is dedicated to interviewing e-commerce experts that can help you improve your e-commerce business. I recently had the pleasure of interviewing the founder of an e-commerce consulting firm. My guest owns sumoheavy.com, which is a boutique e-commerce consulting firm. They essentially help e-commerce businesses create processes and systems that just work. So why does this matter? So regardless if you own an e-commerce business or a brick and mortar business, you've got to create systems. If everything in your business revolves around you, the business owner, you don't really have a business, unfortunately. You just have a job. And not only do you have a job, you have a job that you're a slave to. Not, you can only make more money if you're working more hours, unfortunately. So this is the problem. You only have 24 hours in the day. So you've got to create systems and processes in your business so that the business can be run by other people, people on your team, independently of you, especially if you want to take a vacation and especially if you ever want to sell your business one day. So let's jump into the interview with Bart and talk about how he helps businesses create these processes and systems. Bart, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, so Bart, you are the CEO of sumoheavy.com, which is a boutique e-commerce consulting firm, and you essentially help build successful brands online. So uh, that's about, what I was told. <laughs> that, okay, so tell me how you got here. What's your story, and why did you start this? Uh, this is actually, I fell into it, um, crazy enough. Um, I, this is my sixth company. So I had an agency before this, a consulting firms. I've been doing this for, on my own for about 16 years now. Um, my current business partner is sort of came from the e-commerce world and he loved it so much that I kind of fell in love with it too. So it's kind of ran about a way to get into the business. But um, for me, it's more of, we started an agency that was very, I always wanted something specific. So it's uh, target towards e-commerce. Um, obviously, we're a little more broad with strategy and consulting now and development work. Um, but it's all about e-commerce for us. Right, so just curious, what what world did you come from before before you started this company? Heavy technical networking. Um, so I used to do networking for um, building networks and you know cabling, you know those kind of things, routers and things like that for credit unions and banks. Um, so I come mm-hmm. sort of from that world more than anything else, and then just started a consulting firm just because they just I did not want to work for somebody else. So for me, it was more <laughs> of I want to work for me, met my business partner, and that just kind of married it really well. So. He's the a lot more technical side of the of the company. I'm more the business side of the company. You know, I mentioned earlier that you build successful brands. So what does that mean? So we work with two different kinds of clients. Sort of the the bigger stuff is big corporate clients that we can help staff augment, help them with process, help them get in there and sort of be like a little bit of a SWAT team when they need help. On the other side of that, we work with smaller brands too. We've help clients, you know, sort of customers be start from ground up to building pretty huge companies. Multiple of them have sold over the years. 
and building from small to bigger. It, it, it For us, it's more about helping clients and their teams internally go through the process and, and really, really go deep dive, sort of deep dive with them. Because for us, it's not just about building, you know, building a store for them and just letting it go. For us, it's there to help them through the process and, and putting them in the best foot forward type of thing. So working with the smaller e-commerce clients, what, in your experience, do you believe makes some of them successful while others struggle? Like, is there something that that's the successful e-commerce people have that others don't? I think overall, it's understanding that e-commerce is very, very complex from shipping to payments to anything else. And I think, especially when you're starting out, understanding some of the basics of e-commerce is very important. Not that you have to hire internally. You can hire consulting firms like ours and help you through Mm -hmm. that. But I think understanding every piece of it at some level is where people need to go. Because... If you're, you're, my example I always use is like, if you sell a $100 t-shirt and I sell a $100 t-shirt, but it takes me $50 to sell it and it takes you $100 to sell it, well, who wins on this, right? You're selling the same product, but your margins are different. So understanding every piece of it, because the margins, you know, yeah, you're selling a t-shirt, but that margin has to go to your shipping, your, your payments, your, you know, sort of customer service. It has to have all those things. So I think understanding every piece of what you do is very important. So what are some of the basics that business owners sometimes forget when you start working with them? What are some things that you just sort of have to go back to the basics and figure out? Yeah, I think for, for us, when we look at it, a lot of times small companies will try to just build, 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 build really quickly, right? Without thinking about process, which is important, um, we understand that you know. And when it comes to software, you can just build it and try to f- do it fast. But when it comes to ecom, like the the process is there. Um, you just got to be mindful of it, and that's looking at shipping, payments, taxes. Every little detail is important because in this day and world, starting a new e-commerce e-commerce or being small and competing with you know the giants like Amazon. Is kind of tough. So having everything kind of squared away is, is important. And then also we'll, you know, say payments or shipping. I keep on bringing that up because we see it over and over. People just m- make mistakes on those things and just really, really get screwed on it. Um, and especially when you're small, that's a, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you brought up a good point earlier that, you know, it, it, it reminded me of the quote when you mentioned the t-shirts selling one seller selling t-shirts for, Yep. Uh, one price, but they're making a completely different profit margin. It mm-hmm. reminds me of the quote by Robert Kiyosaki. It doesn't matter how much you make, it matters how much you keep. Yep. Uh, you know, sales is the making part, profit's the keeping part. And at the end of the day, you have to build in these processes and these systems so that you can keep as much of that sale as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of like Mark Cuban going, sales fixes all. True, but you also got to, you know, keep a lot of it to, to fix totally. it. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that's the definition of profit margin. You want to keep as much of that 100% margin as possible. Yep. Um, so what is the biggest mistake that people make that, that hinders them from making as much of a profit margin? You mentioned shipping. Shipping taxes, uh, um, you know, your payment systems, making sure you're, you're not overdoing it. I mean, shipping itself 
is is tricky, right? Because dimensional weight or how you're shipping it is the most cost effective. Are you shipping, you know, places and things, you know, in this day and age, uh, things are changing in in the sort of three PL or third party logistics type of places. Um, mm-hmm. I think Shopify just announced they're they're putting in their sort of 3PL type things. And, and, and I was actually at the conference and that was a cool one because you basically can select your product in the in the admin and then they'll you know they'll give you a price for it and then you ship it to them and then they can do distribution all over the country. Which is which is interesting how they're they're getting into that because Amazon mm-hmm. pretty much has everybody beat on the, you know first day delivery it's it's kind of crazy how they do it but they have the scale to do that right and if you we worked with a client that did um 24-hour delivery no matter when you ordered so imagine the you know you can't really do fedex on friday night but you can also do sps on friday night you know like that whole sort of gamut of what you do is important because you will lose your shirt that way yeah i mean i completely agree with you so the biggest mistakes, it's like just understanding um, your profit margin and then where it's coming from and then looking at, you know, every part of that business from taxes to shipping to technology to where where can you, you know, be more efficient in your product? How can, yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. You have to be able to look at and break down every part of your business model so that you can understand where, you know, what what's hurting you from increasing your profit margin. And of course, sales is important. Speaking of sales, how can e-commerce, independent e-commerce businesses compete with Amazon where they, you know, you know, the lowest <laughs> price is king? Oh, it's not always lowest price. It's, it's convenience, right? Um, most okay. people, including me, I'll search on Amazon first, right? Or I'll search something and then look at what Amazon has. If I have to wait for a, you know, five days for delivery from a place or Amazon delivers the next day, the same product. And that makes it easy. Right. So for, for me, when you're small, it really depends. Some retailers on a small side, they're like, no Amazon, no Amazon, no Amazon, but Amazon now that you can do integrate your products in, it, it's not a bad marketplace to go after. Right. Cause it, it will deliver some of your brand. Like the idea to put your stuff on Amazon right now is in my opinion is all about branding. It's putting it up there. It's being known. It's, it's, it's doing the searches like the search feature or advertising features in Amazon are so good now that, you know, it, it's a competition. So does that disqualify people that want to do drop shipping? I mean, because Amazon can't control do- the brand. Yeah, I mean they can't really control the brand, but Amazon. I mean, I mean, I guess you can do dropshipping from Amazon too. So mm-hmm. it's it's definitely integration point. Um, but I do know some retailers are just refusing to give any money to Amazon and try to compete on it. And some nights that works. I mean, the other you know, there's few different versions of this. One of them is also um, if you have a new product that's inventive and stuff like that, and you put it in Amazon, people do rip it off. Um, you know, there's right. plenty of that will rip her off and try to sort of you know get that market from you and that's hard that's hard for any any sort of um uh, retailer what is the most important thing that e-commerce business owners if you know if if you had to sort of rank the most important thing that they should work on and or focus on to improve what would that be 
your profit margin. <laughs> your margin <Okay>. is completely. <laughs> and that comes from, like I said, it, it's just the same discussion over and over. It's it comes from every single thing. I think I think having a great product, having good people that work with you, would it be internal, would it be consulting firms that give you the best advice and, and know their sort of knowledge base of where they are is key and know like I said, knowing your profit margin really and trying to increase that as much as you can. Um, because otherwise it just that's just pointless of selling products if you're not you don't have any profit margin or it's too low. Totally. I mean it, there's tons of tons of people that brag about having six or seven figure businesses, but that's really just referring to their top line sales. You yeah, know, if your top like, line is, like, you know, if your top line is $30 million, but you're spending 29 and a half of it uh, totally. trying to sell stuff, it just makes no sense. Totally. And you're just adding a lot of complexity and stress to make that when you can cut your business in half and still yep. make probably more than that. With <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, you're, if your profit margin on, on 30 million is only, you know, 3%, but if you say you slow down and cut your, your top line by half and all of a sudden it becomes 15%. Well, that's a, that's a huge difference. So where do you see e-commerce going the next say three to five years? I think it's exciting time. I think the last 10 years has been exciting. Um, before that it was all about big, huge uh, systems and, um, and custom builds. In the last 10 years, obviously all these new systems came out, including small ones that became big you know, Magento, Shopify, BigCommerce, all those guys just kind of exploded on the scene. I think the next frontier is going to be retail is interesting at the moment because physical retail is having a change, um, mm-hmm. you know, from obviously Toys R Us going down, Sears and stuff like that. All of a sudden, Toys R Us is rethinking it. Somebody's trying to start new stores again, which is in itself funny. And then, you know, things like voice and text messaging and new ways of shopping. Obviously, mobile is very important. I think proliferation of just, you know, I don't like calling it omni-commerce, but it's, it's commerce across the board. So whatever, whatever the experience you have in store also is online. Whatever is online also is in store um, has that thing. And I think quicker shipping and just... Being able to just basically buy things wherever you are, um, I think voice is going to be huge in that realm. It's not there yet, but I think it's going to be. Yeah, it kind of good. It kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about convenience, which is why Amazon yep. wins. So if- yep. And with Alexa's and, and Alexa's being in, you know so prolific, I mean these guys can give away their their sort of their devices. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying that now a little bit, right? Where you go, like, order me this and still goes through your phone. But I think eventually it's going to be whatever the, the, the likes and not likes you have, we're going to be just there, right? So funny one is always like, I'm in the bathroom and we just ran out of toilet paper. He just likes to order me more toilet paper and it shows up that day. Mm-hmm. Is the, that's where that's going to go. Or it shows up in an hour, right? Or whatever that is. I think that's the that's the that's where it's going to go, and it's going that way. It's just it's still slow, obviously, because it's it needs to be like privacy. Obviously, is is always a concern, but I don't think in that world is it's just people are just going to be they, they'll give up privacy over convenience. Yeah, totally. We've already experienced that. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> so. 
what's the most exciting thing happening in e-commerce or just in tech in general that you that you're excited about that's happening right now? I think well. So uh, doing a podcast daily and, and having news and stuff like that, we talk about obviously Amazon a lot, but oh, I'm kind of excited about looking how drones deliver things to rural areas. That's kind of fun. Um, but also obviously voice is big. Like we just talked about, I think delivery overall is interesting to me because less people going to stores and shopping and more online. That means delivery has to happen somehow, right? For me, also, the idea of there's few new things that are coming up for packaging, just because how many boxes do you get? Like, I always wonder all these Amazon boxes, how are they recycle? How are they recycle? Because they're not, you know, they're heavy duty boxes sometimes. And I think that's where the some of the frontiers are going to go and innovations are going to happen. I mean, yeah, I completely agree. With Where do you get your news or insights or trends into e-commerce what do you oh, get e-commerce that minute. Com. <laughs> yeah that, our well, own podcast. Your podcast i'm just kidding your podcast. <laughs> i just you know what it's uh when you do this for a living you kind of pay attention to tech news and you know you kind of have a, a news reader tune into all the e-commerce news plus all the conferences you go to that's always kind of on top of mind and where the world is going plus being partners with some of the um, technology companies, it's it's easy to get some of their stuff and what they're doing, and and then just people like you just talking to them. Okay, yeah. So, tell me something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you on. Ooh, that's a hard one. <laughs> something that's true nobody agrees with me on. Ah, uh, I got nothing. Wow, that's a hard question there. I, I mean, I do think that we sort of touched on something earlier that a lot of people don't necessarily agree. Sales is not the end all be all. It's, it's what you bring home, what ca- the cash flow that you can that you can uh, keep. That's what really matters. Yeah, that's one there. of them. Yeah, the other one is is uh, we see this all the time with clients. Um, we are very process focused, very very strict on it. Um, because we think process is efficiency and not just um, go fast type of thing, like go fast and break things. We're like, go fast, but don't break stuff and use process for that. Because there's there's a way, you know, way to do that better. Absolutely. I mean, it's all about system, you know, it, taking your business. And from, from what I'm hearing, if I'm hearing you correctly, taking your entire business from all the way from marketing all the way through fulfillment and breaking it down into systems and measuring each part of the system to make sure that it's optimized. Yep. Is that-, that is correct. Every day, all day long. <laughs> How do you monitor each part of the system? How do you, do you track that somehow or? We do. We actually, um, we kind of do what we preach um, internally. Uh, so our systems are very, very well set up. For mostly, I mean, a lot of development work, obviously, because that's just what we have to deliver. But it's definitely systems that we have, dashboards. Um, we continue, sort of continuous improvement things that we do um, with our clients and internal. Um, so we work on the system almost every single day to improve the internal process, our client's process. So it's not just kind of in a bubble type of thing, but it's definitely improving with, with the client. Got it. Yeah. 
I mean, we do the very, very similar thing from a financial standpoint. You have to. I mean, you have to mm-hmm. be able to know what's working, what's not working, uh, because that's how you're going to get a leg up on the competition. That is correct. Well, well, Bart, how can people find you? Sumoheavy.com. And then on the socials, we're Sumo Heavy on every social, I think. And then we actually do two different podcasts. One of them is e-commerce minute. The other one is not out yet, but it's called in the ring with sumo heavy. It's going to be our longer podcast. It's going to be pretty fun, but e-commerce minute runs five days a week. Uh, quick one, short stories about news and what's going on in, in e-commerce world and tech. Okay. And what's the, what's in the ring. You said it's going to be more of a long format. Yeah, it's going to be a longer format. Um, it's uh, it's going to be partly interviews with retailers and service providers, but it's also some of the internal things that we do, some news. Um, we're trying to make it more of a channel news type of uh, a radio show than anything else. Um, that's a longer format. Um, it just depends what what is going on that week, what kind of interview we can do. Um, trying to be more proactive and in, in, in doing longer things than just 10 minute type of news stories. Got it. Okay. We'll put, we'll, we'll definitely put the e-commerce minute in the, in the show notes as well as sumoheavy.com. Bart, thank you so much for coming on Dave. This is very, very informative. Thank you so much, Ed. The P is for Profit podcast is sponsored by the CFO Project. We help small business owners and entrepreneurs pocket bigger profits. If you're ready to discover the five changes required to boost your profits this quarter, you'll want to attend our latest presentation, Why Your Small Business Might Not Be As Profitable As It Should Be. Register at the CFOproject.com slash video.